In July of 2015, Lucasfilm published an adult novel adapting some unproduced episodes of The Clone Wars that stars ex-Sith Asajj Ventress and Jedi Quinlan Voss. That book is called Dark Disciple and we're going to talk about it today. This is Canon Catch-Up from the Star Wars Book Community Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Star Wars Book Community Podcast. I'm your host Dan, uh, aka Vader's Castle Library for today. And I am joined by two wonderful guests. First up, I've got Meg with us, uh, who is Star Wars Book Reviews on Instagram, and she hosts her own podcast, Now This Is Lit. How are you doing, Meg? I am so good. It is. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to finally get to um, talk to you, because we're in this like Instagram group chat message thing, and we all like go back and forth, but like actually being able to sit down and like have... I was going to say face-to-face, not technically, but, you know, just a real <laughs> conversation. I'm I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, great to have you here. And we also have Chelsea with us, who has appeared on the show before. Uh, Chelsea goes by Space Wizards Book Club on Instagram and also has a newsletter by the same name. How are you doing, Chelsea? I'm doing fantastic, and I'm equally excited to be here to talk about one of my favorite star wars books of all time i have so much to say so very very happy to be here great um and as i mentioned in the introduction earlier the book that we're going to be talking about is dark disciple by chrissy golden um i'll give a bit of context to the listeners before we jump into speaking about it Uh, it was released on july the 7th of 2015 and this one was based off of eight uh, unproduced episode scripts from the Clone Wars animated show, uh, some of which were written by uh, Katie Lucas, who is the daughter of George Lucas. Um, and these episodes were never turned into telly and instead turned into this wonderful book. Um, and just a sort of brief summary of the story, uh, the Jedi task Quinlan Voss, along with the unlikely ally of Asajj Ventress, to... Uh, hunt down and assassinate uh, the evil Count Dooku and lots of stuff happens along the way. Uh, We will try our best to keep, I don't like to say spoiler free because it's impossible to talk about any book in a spoiler free fashion, but we'll we'll try and keep it almost spoiler light and if we are going to go into heavy spoilers we'll give you a little warning before we do that because I imagine when we speak about certain characters we might have to. Um, So just to get things started, I'd say that this first and foremost, certainly for me and possibly for you guys, feels like a book about Ventress. Uh, so I'll start with you, Meg. Uh, how, how did you feel about Ventress's character, her story, her arc in this book? I absolutely loved it. Um, she has been, or she was one of my favorite characters in the Clone Wars. And it's, I was so happy when we got this book, um, knowing that even though we weren't going to get her these episodes as like the clone wars as the show that we were still getting the story and we were still getting um her final arc in mm-hmm. uh, star wars history which is sad but um it was so well done and um <laughs> i'm not gonna spoil anything yet i promise um she just is such a dynamic character and to get a little inside her head a little bit in this book and to be able to see like more of where she's coming from what she's thinking, where her loyalties lie, um, what she believes in, what she doesn't believe in. Um, And for her to get to this point where 
she'll do anything to essentially do the right thing. Um, I love that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And Chelsea, how about you? How do you feel about Ventress? I I definitely agree with Meg um, about her story arc, specifically in this book. But I came into this book a little differently. Um, I had no interest in Ventress. Um, <laughs> and I actually just, I like, I picked up a copy of Dark Disciple at Star Wars Celebration in, I want to say like 2015 or something like that whenever it was in Orlando and I honestly only picked it up because I needed it to like be in line to get an autograph from Timothy Zahn um and it was just, like <laughs> honestly it's so funny thinking back to like some of my favorite Star Wars books like Lost Stars and how I ended up getting copies of them like they were it, there was like no thought it was like okay fine I'll guess I'll get this book and they ended up being like <laughs> my, my favorite books of like all time but I I had watched Clone Wars obviously and I was like I don't know Ventress annoyed me at first uh and I was like okay like she's kind of interesting I guess and then I read this book and I was like oh no she she's amazing like she has this mm -hmm. fascinating like multi-dimensional like story arc like you know you're starting out as this like sadistic dark side villain like she's dooku's apprentice mm -hmm. dooku's assassin you know and she's gone through so much like horrible stuff trauma you mm -hmm. know and a bounty hunter and she's trying to reconnect with her night sister sisters and you know by the end of it it's kind of like she becomes this like unlikely hero unlikely heroine that is like people just love and adore mm -hmm. and she's genuinely a good person at heart so i yeah. I, I mean i love her now obviously <laughs> yeah yeah, it's interesting that you say that that sort of journey for Ventress came a lot of the time from this book. Mm -hmm. um, I guess I was in a sort of similar place. I enjoyed Ventress's character in The Clone Wars. I thought her design was cool. I thought her she worked well as like a foil, particularly to Obi-Wan when they had that sort of like... I mean, he even talks about it in this book, the weird flirting that they had when they <laughs> fought. I liked that element mm -hmm. of her character. But I was never like fully sold on Ventress in the same way I was sold on other characters until I read Dark Disciple and completely changed my entire perspective on her character um learning a lot about like obviously we see the night sister element of her in the show but learning sort of the emotional attachment she had to the night sisters and how she felt losing them all to grievous in this book um and then yeah seeing her journey to sort of from a bit of a anti-hero with maybe a good heart to to almost sort of getting to the end of this book as a good guy mm -hmm. um as as a hero um as you said as a heroine and I, I think that for me was such a powerful journey and I I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it I think there's a since, since I literally just finished reading this again like 30 minutes ago <laughs> there is a there's a point that I like and I I again I highlighted and like tabbed so much in this book um there's a point at the end where like it was actually obi-wan who was talking about 
how like Ventress didn't just save like one person. She didn't just save like a life. Like she saved us as in like the Jedi order and like her, you know, her actions and things like that um, really just woke them up or at least like most of them of like, you know, she saved them from having to do certain things that would, you know, kind of lean you know the whole of Jedi Order more towards the dark side, and I thought that was just so mm. well said, and it really encompasses mm. um, kind of her arc, especially like the end part of her arc. Yeah, and and obviously a big part of this book is the romantic relationship between her and Quinlan Vos. Uh, I'll start with you, Meg. How did how did you feel about that? that relationship between the two of them, specifically from Ventress's side. I mean, this is a side of Ventress we've never seen before. Yeah. I mean, it it, it adds so much more depth to her character. Um, you have someone who has been through so much pain and trusts no one and uh, doesn't really know what she's doing or where she's going or why she is. And... Um, you you give her this um, emotional connection to someone, um, someone who she doesn't really think she should vibe with or be around at first, and I love that. Um, we you know romance is an important part of Star Wars, but we don't mm. always get um, we don't always get as much of it as we might want. And this is like the perfect balance between like you have that romantic element, but it is so complicated and so. Um, it it does so much for the story. I love it. Um, maybe some people don't. I don't know. I do. <laughs> Chelsea, what about you? Do you feel the same way about about the relationship in this? I do feel the same way, and I would also agree that you know romance and kind of love and that romantic um, relationships and things like that are like fundamental to the Star Wars story, like overall. Um, yeah. You know, I don't think we we wouldn't have. Uh, like Star Wars without some sort of romance uh, between two mm-hmm. people. So, and of course, I'm I'm a huge advocate for any any Star Wars book that we can get. Kind of, we get like a romantic relationship, and and it's not just it it is tropey. Like it is that kind of like unlikely allies to, or kind of like enemies to un- unlikely allies to lovers, enemies to lovers, things like that, which you know most um book readers romance readers like eat that up we love that um but i also <laughs> but i also love the fact that like like meg said that ventress like in her um in her life love romance care for another person is like not in her vocabulary um and yeah. and and it goes both ways not that it's like she doesn't want to care for other people, but she doesn't want people to care for her either. Like I I Mm -hmm. definitely see her at the beginning of the book as seeing that love and compassion in different, different forms as like a weakness, which, Mm -hmm. you know, that's kind of what the dark side users and the Sith like teach about, you know, those weaknesses and things like that. So, um, I mean, the romance in here is fundamental to the story, but I also just like, yeah. there's just so many times where I'm sitting there just giggling and like kicking my feet. Cause I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> this is so good. Um, and just, <laughs> I 
was I, I was listening to the part where he where Voss sees Ventress in the ball gown, and I'm like, ah, like I want to like scream because it's so good. And I'm like that, just like you know, she looks like a goddess in the rest of my life, and I just want to yell like, and just <laughs> it's so so good. Yeah, no, I I, I agree with you both. I, I really liked that element of this story. Um, I particularly liked how at the beginning, uh, when the the two first meet, they sort of have this whole conversation about the way that like Ventress trying to teach Quinlan Voss about the, uh, like. Is it like the the nods and the full gambit, like the whole thing she sort of teaches him about sort of using like seduction as a way to sort of um, get the bounties and that sort of thing. And mm-hmm. and that at the beginning of the all Ventress sort of sees as, you know, what romance could be is a tool. And by the end of the book, she goes through that journey of, you know, genuinely falling in love. And I just found that a really, really compelling uh, story to read. And I, I just... Mm-hmm. I also just really liked their their way of communicating. There was that element of they were constantly sort of I don't know, being a bit backhanded and rude to one another, but in like in like an endearing way. And that sort of lasts <laughs> all the way through to the final page. And I, I just I, I found that really really um, interesting. So that other character that we haven't uh, spoken about properly yet is of course Quinlan Voss, um, who is the other side of the. Uh, unlikely pairing in this book. Uh, how did you guys find Quinlan Voss in this book? Meg, I'll start with you again. Uh, this book made me like him because I hated him before. <laughs> <laughs> I I couldn't stand him. He like just annoyed me. Um, I think. I mean, that's kind of the point. But um, again, it's a book's ability to get inside a character's head and give. And the thing about a show where a show kind of like um, can't a show can't do a lot of things that a book can do and what a book can do for a character is spend more time with them, show them in different situations, um, kind of like dedicate entire chapters to like what's going through their head. And this book benefits from that, especially with Voss, because we get to know him, not just as we may have known him before, but like uh, we know, we learn like what his fears are, what his weaknesses are, um, what he's thinking about and um i loved him in this book i loved him all the way through like um you know when he got super dark i was like worried um <laughs> i was like what are you doing um when a book can take a character that i didn't necessarily have strong feelings about and make me have strong feelings that's how i know it is a very well written and um worthwhile book and this book is one of those yeah yeah and and what about you chelsea I feel like I didn't have strong feelings about Quinlan Voss until I read this book. Um, I'm tr- I I can't remember if I watched his like episode in the Clone Wars before I read this book. I don't think I did. Um, so when I started reading the book, I didn't know that much about him. And I think um, uh, Christy Golden does a good job in the beginning explaining kind of each character's especially his kind of like what their thing is like what their vibe is who they are um without it just being like info dumpy um i think she does a really good job just kind of introducing Mm -hmm. the character and his personality and things like that and i think it's interesting to have 
both him and Anakin in like the same scenes because they're both like mm -hmm. strong personalities and they have similar personalities, but they're, I, I would consider them kind of like rule breakers, kind of renegades, but like in really different ways. And I appreciated yeah. having the, um, that kind of like balance and the juxtaposition and even kind of like, I, I could definitely see them butting heads a lot and they, they do <laughs> in the book. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. because they're kind of, I feel like it's, it's a weird term to say, but they're kind of like alpha guys, you know, but not in like, <laughs> but I also feel like, um, you know, they're both willing to do what needs to be done. And I really like how boss is like that. And there were, there were definitely times, definite times throughout the book I'm reading where I don't know boss's intention and his plans. Like I'm almost like you're almost getting, you're, you're watching things happen from Ventress's point of view, who she's equally confused. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what his plan is. And like, as a reader, I don't know what the plan is until it just happens. And I loved that part, um, you know, kind of getting that with his character. So. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I found that as well. I, I found that Voss again was someone I didn't know too much about i guess i sort of heard a lot about quinlan voss sort of from legends and uh just sort of from general online discussion but i didn't really know the character that well apart from that one or two episodes that he's in clone wars but i felt myself really really getting into quinlan voss's story i, f I felt at times it was it, it it sort of it was quite tragic at times it was it was very um very heartwarming to see sort of his relationship with ventress develop um, but I think the the thing that I found the most interesting is that Quillen Voss essentially was put in this situation. He was he was picked right at the beginning of the book by the Jedi Order as the one that they were going to essentially use to assassinate Count Dooku, which is a very un Jedi thing to do. And he's been the one who's forced into this situation because he's sort of recognised as a bit of a renegade, a bit of a uh, sort of a rogue sort of rule breaker um so i i think that i mean that it's it's quite well summed up at the end of the book uh but i won't go into that element too much but there, there is a bit of a a tragedy on top of quinlan voss's story in this in the sense that he he was put in a very difficult situation and um even though he found love from that uh, situation he was put in he also found a lot of hurt and a lot of darkness and, and a lot of pain um, and I, I did really feel for his character quite a lot through the book. Um, and I did also find myself shouting at the book whenever <laughs> he, he did something bad. And you were like, no, stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, did, did you guys shout at the book or the, the audio the audio book when, when <laughs> he lot. was doing bad things? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am. Um... I hadn't listened to the audiobook before until I was getting ready for this. And first of all, it's great. Um, highly it's recommend. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Second of all, like I'll, I would just like be um, in my kitchen listening to this and I'm just like standing there like, no, no, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's particularly um, Mark Thompson who does the audiobook. His voice yeah. performance of Quinn and Voss and Ventress is both spot on. Um, but you, you do find yourself like really, really getting quite frustrated at yes. some of the moments in it. Um, 
I, I guess sort of the the sort of final element of this this book that I'd like to uh, find out what your opinions are is is how this book works as a Clone Wars story. I mean, we know it's mm. it's adapted from a series of Clone Wars episodes that were never made. Um, does it have that Clone Wars feel to you, uh, Meg? Uh, it's hard because we haven't seen these at, seen this as a series of episodes. Yeah. Um, and I, it's hard to imagine it not as the book that we got. Um, I think it could have worked um, as eight episodes seems like a lot for this. Yeah, yeah. It seems like to stretch it out to that many, I don't know. They it could have been they could have done a great job with it. I'm sure. Um, but I'm also I'm almost glad that it was a book instead. Uh, mostly for the reasons I kind of mentioned before, where a book can do so much more character work than a couple episodes of a show often can um not that clone wars has not done great character work in single episodes um it has plenty of times but um i i think it could have worked but yeah i'm also i'm glad that we got what we got instead especially because christy golden just everything she does in star wars is magic so <laughs> And and Chelsea, do you what was your opinion on the whole sort of Clone Wars element of this book? I definitely agree that it should have been a book, and or it is a book, and I'm glad that it is a book. Um, it, it is it was meant to be this story arc, um, to get more time with the characters, to kind of flesh out their personalities, and also you know thinking about how like. Dark Disciple is a, um, it's an adult Star Wars book. And yeah. the Clone Wars is obviously geared towards a younger audience. Obviously, there's plenty of um, dark elements and kind of intense <laughs> intensity yeah. in the Clone Wars that is, you know, the mm. series that is, it's, it's universal. It has a wide audience. But I, I don't see the tv series adapting this story in the same way that the book did i think that i i'm just so glad it was a book <laughs> and that we got some of yeah. those you know even darker elements than i think the tv series would have allowed yeah yeah i, th I think i'm i'm almost quite mixed on that because i think this book is absolutely fantastic and I think the story is served better as this because of the reasons you both mentioned. The time we get to spend with the characters being inside Ventress's head. Um, all of that makes it for, for such a good book. But there's elements when I'm reading it where it feels so cinematic in the story mm. that they're telling. I can I can picture sometimes, not the whole book, like the intimate moments, not so much, but some of the action moments I can picture mm. as Clone Wars episodes um and i sometimes reading it or even listening to the audio drama even more so i my mind's going oh i wish i wish we could have seen this but i do ultimately think it was it was best served in this book and as you said christy golden's writing is phenomenal and the character work is so good um but i definitely did feel at times that the sort of the story is so it's quite a dense story and quite a cinematic story that I'm sure if they did go down the animation route and we never knew about this book, it would have been like the most popular arc of <laughs> the Clone Wars if it had. Yeah. And we hadn't known what we had missed. I think it would be yeah. highly regarded. Um, sort of along those lines with how 
Clone Wars it is. I mean, we obviously get a pretty large cast of Clone Wars characters in this book alongside uh, Ventress and Quinlan Voss. Are there any that particularly stand out for you, their inclusion in it you really enjoyed? Um, I'll start with you, Meg. I mean, so I read this the first time, like it was a long time ago at this point. So I forgot that Anakin was in this book. <laughs> and every time he was there, I was like, yeah, this is great. Um, oh, who else? Um, I'm Honestly, I think that's, I think Anakin stood out to me the most. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of others, but Chelsea can, <laughs> Chelsea can chime in. Well, I think <laughs> I also kind of forgot that Anakin was in here, but I also knew yeah. that there was um, like Obi-Wan and some of the other Jedi and things like that. And I, I would say that like Obi-Wan Kenobi was almost kind of a like a secondary character. I think we get his perspective a couple times um, as he's kind of like sitting at the bar, you know, like waiting on <laughs> waiting on Quinlan and things like that. Um, and I I love Obi-Wan's dynamic with um, Ventress and Voss just as much as I love the kind of relationship between Voss and Ventress. I think Obi-Wan and Ventress's relationship, again, like it's the, the flirting while fighting is so good. The banter, but that like, it, you can tell, especially in this book, that Ventress and Obi-Wan don't hate each other. Like there is there's not a hatred there despite them mm -hmm. being longtime enemies and I loved how Obi-Wan went to bat for both her and Voss like till the end, you know, every chance. Yeah. Like he was sticking up for them because he knew them even though at least one of them has been like a longtime enemy. And I also loved yeah when obi-wan kind of like there's a moment where he kind of uh like loses not lo not loses control but kind of like steps over his normal kind of like calm collected and like starts yes. fighting with mace windu i'm like yes let's go someone <laughs> fight mace windu <laughs> yeah. i i loved seeing that i loved seeing I, yeah. I don't know, like, Jedi arguing to me is, like, so good. I, I want to see more yes. Jedi arguing. <laughs> I yeah. loved the council scenes mm -hmm. in this book. Anytime the council were deliberating on the steps they were going to take to deal with this situation were so good. Mace Windu and Yoda and Obi-Wan all having different point of views and clashing and debating. And for me, it, it really, like more so than a lot of the prequels and a lot of the Clone Wars, solidified what has gone wrong with the Jedi Order. Mm -hmm. Because the fact that they've even got round to the idea of assassination as a method of stopping of the war, mm -hmm. but the way that they continue to make decisions that are very immoral and very questionable, I think that that council stuff is so well written and gives so much depth and context to, to the time period. And I think it's done brilliantly. Mm -hmm. um, I do have to give a special shout out to the the little crew of bounty hunters who made a, an appearance in this book, <laughs> Boba Fett and Bosk and and that lot. I thought they were a fun little inclusion as well. Yeah, I love 
I love baby Boba. I mean, he's not really a baby. Like he's, a, I think he's what, like a teenager at this point, yeah, I think so. uh, maybe like 17, something like that. Um, yeah. But he is so feisty and yeah. he does not, you know, take any crap. He does not want to, even though like he's still yeah. like really immature and inexperienced. Like he, he tries so hard to be like so tough and I love, I love him. <laughs> Yeah, it was a really fun inclusion and it was really nice the way it obviously referenced back to the the episode of Asajj Ventress sort of betraying him and the bounty hunters mm-hmm. and that dynamic was it was it was fun to see. Um I guess as we start to get ourselves wrapped up here, um if 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 you were to recommend this book to someone who hasn't read it before, um I mean, what would you tell them? Go pick it up and read it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, I mean, yeah, it's Christy Golden has not done as much in canon as I feel like, as I wish she would have by this point. Um, never say never, but, um, it's worth it. It's definitely worth Like, this is a book that you can read if you have not seen The Clone Wars, if you feel mm-hmm. like you're not interested in watching The Clone Wars, if you don't even know who Ventress is. Um, the book, like many Star Wars books, is designed to be you're able to enjoy it even if you have not experienced anything else um surrounding it do you get a little bit more out of it at certain points if you know the context sure um but it doesn't matter um and i love that about this book where anyone can kind of pick it up and still enjoy it as a love story or as um a deeper look at the jedi or the state of the galaxy during the clone wars Mm -hmm. um that's a lot of words just to say yes please read this book (laughs) (laughs) chelsea i'm assuming you also feel the same way (laughs) uh yes i was gonna say hard agree on what meg just said (laughs) also if you want a book that simultaneously makes you want to like clutch it and hug it and hold it but also just like throw it across the room and like punch it <laughs> um and then go pick it up and apologize to the book then like yeah that's this is the book for you <laughs> I, I don't think i can say it any better than that to be honest uh, the only <laughs> other thing that i will plug is the audiobook is also fantastic i yes. read the book physically for the first time about a year maybe two years ago and to catch up for this, I listened to the audiobook uh, and I thought it was fantastic. And it felt like I was listening to the Clone Wars. All the voices are excellent. And it's uh, definitely worth a listen as well as it's worth a read. Um, so, yeah, that brings us to the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it was great chatting Dark Disciple with you guys. I mean, I'm sure we, if we wanted to, we could have talked for hours and hours. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but we, uh, we, we tried to keep these episodes uh, somewhat succinct um so first of all uh where can people find you uh on social media uh slash podcast worlds if if you want them to meg uh yeah please do um <laughs> uh you can find me on instagram at star wars book reviews um that is it just i like taking uh pretty pictures of star wars books um so that is what i do sometimes <laughs> i review them um not as much as i would like to but you know what um pictures are great um, so if you like pretty pictures of books, uh, I think you'll like that. Um, and my my podcast that is uh, sort of related to that um, is uh, Now This Is Lit. And it is a um, a podcast about Star Wars books and uh, the people who make them and the readers who can't get enough of them. Um, basically, it is a celebration of 
Star Wars books, Star Wars comics, Star Wars stories, um, and storytelling, and all the people involved in um, keeping that alive. Uh, sometimes I get to interview people. It's really fun. Um, I just interviewed John Jackson Miller um, because oh, wow. uh, I, I don't know I don't know how I got that lucky, but um, he's great, <laughs> and uh, you know it's fun. So if you like. Uh, listening to book discussions, um, deep dives on books, um, discussions with or interviews with authors, conversations with uh, anybody, everybody. Um, you'll like that, I think. So find that. Um, and you can find me, I I'm going to say it, find me on Twitter. Um, I refuse to say anything else. Uh, find me on Twitter at <laughs> McDowell. That is where you'll find me and all of the things um, that I do. Great. And Chelsea, what about you? I am also on Instagram at Space Wizards Book Club. That's also the title of my weekly newsletter from Substack. And I think if you just like Google Space Wizards Book Club, it's probably like the first or one of the first things that comes up anyway. Um, so on both platforms, again, I share I'll share pretty pictures of Star Wars books. I will share reviews of Star Wars books. Occasionally, I'll have author interviews but usually it's from other outlets like um recently started writing for star wars insider which is really exciting um <laughs> thanks meg <laughs> really exciting um and i will share updates on my other freelance journalism work and uh, journalism teaching give book recommendations both star wars and not and yeah, those are the two main places, Instagram and my newsletter. Great. And uh, you can find me at Vader's Castle Library on Instagram. I also post nice pictures of books and talk about them. <laughs> uh, and you can find me here on the SWBC podcast uh, quite often, uh, probably quite a lot on the Canon show for the next few months because I'm planning them all at the moment. Um and you can also follow this podcast at SWBC Podcast on Instagram and get in touch with us if you also want to come and talk about how much you love Star Wars books. We would love to have as many new voices on as possible. Um, thank you very much, uh, Megan Chelsea, for joining us. Uh, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> And uh, thank you very much for listening. And uh, Canon, oh, well, here, we're going through a bit of a rebrand at the moment. So it will either be called Canon in 15 minutes or maybe Canon catch up. Uh, but it will be oh. back in a week to talk about Lost Stars as the next book we've got up on our list. Uh, so stay tuned for that. And may the force be with you. Thank you. <laughs>